are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs, right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer. Glad to have you back. And this episode of Locked On Spurs is brought to you by Rock Auto, an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So what are we talking about today? Well, hey, the Spurs are off for a few days because, yeah, they start the rodeo road trip. There is a rodeo road trip this year, despite, you know, this whole crazy pandemic NBA world we live in. Uh, They'll be away for quite some time, about a month. I believe it's seven games on the road, and we're going to be taking a quick look at uh, what is ahead for the Spurs away from San Antonio and then get into the, the big topic, which is LaMarcus Aldridge. And, well, basically, just put it in a nutshell, the Spurs seemingly are playing great without him, maybe minus a, a Warriors game. To do that and more, I am joined by my good friend James Pledgeer. You know him, you love him. He's the co-host of the Saturday Morning Hangover, and he's with ESPN San Antonio. More on that later. James, welcome back to Locked On Spurs. And unlike the Spurs, you got to be nice and cozy at home. Yeah, although I don't think I'm going to be safe from the weather <laughs> because yeah, snowing it's in san antonio yeah it's supposed to get cold here this weekend well we're dealing with a bomb cyclone or an arctic front or an el nino or la nina or some yeah. kind of thing where it's gonna get really cold down here well bundle up and uh and if you're in san antonio uh definitely uh, sit back relax and uh stay warm you listen to this episode of lockdown spurs James, let's get this out of the way first. Uh, look, it's you know there was some thought that maybe, maybe this season, this pandemic NBA season, uh, would not feature a Spurs rodeo road trip. Uh, but lo and behold, here it is. Seven <laughs> games away from San Antonio. They get things going in Atlanta. They'll wrap it up in Oklahoma City and a bunch of teams in between. Uh, when you look at this uh, trek they have on the road, eh, Doable. I mean, Atlanta, you know, Trey Jones, I mean, sorry, Trey uh, Young, excuse me, mm-hmm. may, pose a, may pose a problem. Eh. New York, you can't sleep on them anymore. Well, then again, even when the New York Knicks were bad, they would somehow find a way to beat the Spurs uh, on the <laughs> rodeo road trip. Uh, what are your thoughts of, of these uh, next few games uh, for San Antonio? It's a favorable rodeo road trip when you look at the, the opponents. I mean, you're not playing New Orleans or Brooklyn or, you know, uh, the Lakers or or the Clippers, like you'd usually have that that back-to-back against them over the rodeo road trip, and you don't have that this year. You're not going to Toronto. So there's there's a lot to like. I mean, Charlotte, Detroit, Cleveland, Indiana, Oklahoma City, Atlanta, and – I mean, uh, Cleveland. It's, it's not yeah. a bad. It's not yeah. a bad stretch of games when you're dealing with those teams, and I only see one back to back. Yeah, with Detroit and Cleveland on the 16th and 17th. So, I mean, that's the Spurs' main concern is in back to backs. They're about 500 on the year, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dating and, back to uh, they split with Minnesota. They split with Golden State just now. Yeah. Um, so back-to-backs haven't been great, especially the second halves of them. <laughs> yeah, they're they're winless. They haven't won one game on the second game of a back-to-back, and hopefully that won't happen again. But when I look at this uh, schedule, 
Yeah, I mean, there's not that many heavy hitters, you know, at least on the East swing. You know, they're not playing Milwaukee or, you know, um, Brooklyn. But these are still teams. This is still a Spurs team where I look at a game like, for example, Charlotte. And somebody asked me, what do you think about their second game, the Rodeo Road Trip against the Hornets? I'd be, I don't know. Because I don't know what Spurs team I'm going to get. And I think that's where <laughs> at where, with this team right now. The good news is they seemingly play better on the road, but then again, the rest of the NBA team seem to be better on the road away from home. So that's kind of a good thing. But nevertheless, I think that's what I'm going to look forward to in this roadie road trip is what Spurs team is going to show up. Is it going to be the one that you know thumped some of the other uh, big teams in the league this year, though, so far this season, or ones that wet the bed, you know, like getting trounced against Golden State Warriors? <laughs> Uh, in the previous game, uh, your thoughts? I mean, we don't know, and that's the whole thing about it is we just don't know with this first team. But they are playing well. They're especially playing well on the road this season. And you know, even without Lamarcus, even without Derek, like they they find a certain rhythm. And and you're hoping as Derek gets more, you know, ingrained into what's going on, and you know despite the fact he's not playing in back-to-backs, as he gets more comfortable with his role with the team right, and starts to fit in more, you expect this team to just continue to be better. I know that he has been playing fantastic defensively, but his offense has been kind of hit and miss. So, you know, part of that's probably just figuring out where exactly he fits with, you know, because the – the team was playing extremely well prior to, to his return. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so everybody kind of started beating off one another. And you s- start wondering, is Jakob Pertl going to be a fixture in that second unit now? Is he? Uh, are you going to put him into the fir- first unit? And mm-hmm. are you going to move LaMarcus into that second unit? Because LaMarcus is such a a matchup nightmare in terms of he's good against certain bigs, but there are other bigs where it, he's a detriment to have on the floor at times. Right. And, that, and, and I'm glad you brought up LMA and I know we're going to be get, getting into more about him later, but that's another thing they're going to have to maybe deal with is that he's out with an injury and coach pop uh, recently said that, yeah, he saw the doctor and yeah, by the way, he got that shot. Oh, and he's going to need an additional four to five days to recover and rehab. So the Spurs may start the rotary road trip without him, and they likely they will. But the tricky thing is him coming back if they decide to bring him back. And that means the COVID protocols. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, there's something the Spurs have to deal with on this rotary road trip. Another thing, too, is Derek White. You know, he's back. He physically back, but statistically... <laughs> He hasn't really been the Derek White that we know as we saw out in Orlando last year. Uh, I think this is this is the perfect time for just for the team to uh, you know they always say time to come together. You know this is the the year or the point of the year where the Spurs come together. But more so nowadays, now this season, excuse me, is because for most of these guys, this is probably their first time. You know, like your Devin Vassells, mm-hmm. um, you know, I mean, look, Dejounte, he's been there, done that. Uh, these guys are really going to get a taste Kelvin. of Kelvin. Thank you very much of what it's like uh, to be on this thing, and they they got to deal with being sequestered, like quarantined. 
I mean, yeah. imagine that, yeah. James, going on the road, going to New York, for example, and saying, yeah, you're in the Big uh, Apple, but you got to stay inside. You can't leave. Sure. And that's probably why part of their, their record on the road is so good this year is because there's not a chance to go out and have possible interruptions or, you know, I'm excited. I'm going to New York. I get to check things out and yeah. just kind of, you yeah. know, mental lapses, if you will. So that's probably part of why the road has been so kind to them. And you look at it and I, I look at this team and kind of the inconsistency with it, but you look, they started to get consistent there for a while once they, they found their lineup mm -hmm. and then Eric White came back and that kind of threw a wrench into what those set lineups were after they kind of found a nice set. So then now they have to find the next set of lineups that works best with Derek White. And is that with him in the starting lineup and Lonnie coming off the bench? Is it with Derek White coming into the second unit? You, you, they're going to have to find out what lineups really work best. And it's going to be more pop tinkering. And I think we're going to see some of that over the rodeo road trip, and just trying to find out what works best and what lineups really gel together very well. And in this uh, NBA season, you've heard it before, James, you guys spoke about it on the Blitz and, you know, on Saturday morning hangover. There really is no such thing as home court advantage this year. There really isn't. Uh, you know, with no fans, at least at this point, you know, the Spurs are reportedly going to let some fans back in at the end of the month. But, you know, I mean, that should bode well for the Spurs. You know, they're going to deal with the, the road or in this case a home because you're in New York, for example. Playing, playing against the MSG, packed with the uh, rabid fans. So Atlanta's allowing fans, though, right? Yeah, I think they're at like a twenty percent or twenty five percent. I know Brooklyn, though. Well, let me, let me rephrase that. New York, uh, the governor said that he's going to allow a twenty five percent capacity for both Barclays and MSG. So there will be a couple. Yeah, it, there'll be a few, but not enough to really make a make an impact. So, I mean, like you, at this point in the Spurs, you take what you can in order to get an edge, considering that with the way the West is shaping up, I mean, it feels like Spurs got a shot, you know, making playoffs because there's not really a clear-cut runaway team aside for maybe just like a couple, you know, Utah and the Lakers and Clippers and maybe Brooklyn as once they get their act together. But, uh, but that's it, you know. So the Spurs got to really capitalize on uh, these teams that are about to play that are not too, you know, upper crust teams, uh, so to speak, out in the East. I mean, the NBA. Detroit is tied for the worst record in the league right now with Minnesota, and you've got right. them coming up. Cleveland is currently sitting in eleventh in the Eastern Conference. Atlanta's mm -hmm. seventh. So I mean, you've got teams on there. Indiana's fifth. Charlotte's sixth. So you're, it, it's not like you're playing a bunch of world beaters. You're playing teams close to your own caliber as the Spurs currently sit in sixth in the West, but three games over 500, only six games back of yeah. first. So, and if you look at it, I mean, they're one game back of fourth, two mm -hmm. games back of third. So, I mean, they can put something together and really right. chew up some space in, in, the, in the standings in the Western Conference. You know, last year, the roadie road trip was not too kind to San Antonio. That's putting it very lightly. I mean, they got, they, they get like smashed up pretty bad. 
last year. I mean, they can't, I think it was one of their worst roadie road trips in franchise history. Uh, this mm-hmm. year, let me let me go ahead and um, wrap up this segment here, James, so we can get to um, the LMA talk here. I got oh. them going four, four, four games, four games up. Five and two, I can see as a realistic goal for the Spurs on this rodeo road trip. I got four and three. I, I think you give them a loss. You know, we're going to go with history, that second game of the back-to-back. You know, they just, yeah. for some reason, they cannot figure it out. So there's an L right there. We saw what Steph Curry did to the Spurs. You know, I'm not trying to compare Trey Young to Steph Curry, but, I mean, there is another quick guard, explosive, able to shoot mm-hmm. outside. Maybe he can beat the Spurs. They didn't have issues against those type of uh, players. There's a loss but there. But remember, they they beat Steph Curry the first time they played him. Right. And, it was the back-to-back uh, where they fell to him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you have maybe the New York game because Knicks are not you – know, you don't sleep on the Knicks this year. They seem to be rising to the occasion. Obi Toppin, you know, I think uh, uh, R.J. Barrett. Julius Randle, yeah. the acquisition of Derrick Rose. Right. So um, there's a possible – there's three losses possibly right there. And, yeah, I got them four and three. I think they're going to come out as four and three. I mean, I could see them going five and two realistically throughout this yeah. thing. Um, maybe correcting their woes on the back-to-backs finally and getting the win over both Detroit and the next night in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And w- watch watch that Detroit game be the first game where Blake Griffin dunks on somebody. That It would be the first <laughs> that, where it happens. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, there's our quick little uh, rundown of the Rodeo Road Trip, which starts, well, by the time we listen to this episode, uh, tomorrow in atlanta so good luck to the spurs but when we get back uh we're gonna be diving into kind of a big topic that is among spurs fans right now because they're really starting to see some pattern here with lma out uh, we're gonna be discussing what does this mean for the spurs now that the spurs seemingly are playing better without lamarcus aldridge now before we do that i want to also again talk to you about rockauto.com Look, it's a family business. It's been online for over 20 years. They have an amazing catalog, an amazing selection, reliably low prices. If you need a tail lamp, they got it. If you need motor oil, they got it. If you need new carpet, they got it. So you, gotta, you just got to go to rockauto.com right now because uh, not only do they have the parts and you know whatever you need for your car or vehicle, you also have the brands, the specification, the prices you prefer. Once again, go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Yeah, and that typing noise you just heard right now, that's James right now. He's actually going to rockauto.com. Uh, so you want to need, when you go to rockauto.com, you want to write locked on. In stuff a, in my car, man. There you go. Yeah, you might be get yourself some snow tires because uh, you know, how cold is it going to be in San Antonio? Um, yeah, so when you go there, go to their How Did You Hear About Us box and write in locked on so they know that we sent you. An amazing selection and reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We are back, and I'm joined by James Pledger. He is the co-host of the Saturday Morning Hangover and the producer of the Blitz over at ESPN San Antonio. You can listen to you on the FM dial at 94.5, also on YouTube. That's my favorite place to watch uh, the Blitz and Saturday Morning uh, Hangover because James and Jack, you never know what you're going to get out of those two knuckleheads. (laughs) (laughs) 
But uh, let's going to continue our chat about uh, the Spurs and put in focus uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. So, LMA, he's a very polarizing uh, name uh, mm-hmm. among Spurs fans. Uh, although it, it seemingly seeming to tip towards more of, yeah, he needs to go vibe. Uh, the Spurs have been playing without him. The Spurs are seemingly playing better. Prior mm-hmm. to the loss against the uh, Warriors in that second game of that home-home series, the Spurs were holding teams to 104.6 points per game. The defense spiked. Jakob um, Pertl's taking advantage of the opportunity. He's becoming a defensive beast. Look at all the analytical numbers out there. Jakob yep. y- ranks right up there. Trey Lyles is getting uh, burned now because those are minutes freed up. And he's starting, at least right now, to be that Trey Lyles we saw uh, pre-pandemic uh, last year. Your overall thoughts... Amazing what happens when guys get minutes, right? <laughs> exactly. Your overall thoughts on the absence of LMA. What does this mean for the team? Uh, how should this team proceed? Uh, for me... The team should be looking into dealing LaMarcus by the deadline. The problem is just finding a team that's in need of a LaMarcus. Yeah. Um, you, you start scouring around the NBA and you think of, well, he, he, like I said with the Spurs, there, there are certain big men that he just doesn't match up well against. And they're the athletic bouncy bigs pr- present a problem for him in getting his shot off. So you have to start thinking, all right, well, where where does LaMarcus fit? Who's looking for someone like LaMarcus? With the nurse Nurkic injury, could Portland mm-hmm. be looking to bring him back? And add him with Damian Lillard and McCollum? possibly uh, start looking around the rest of the NBA and you'd ideally like to ship them East. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about facing them later, but you can't think of a team in the, like maybe, maybe a team like Charlotte thinks they're close and can make a, make a playoff push and adding him would give them a little bit more offensive firepower mm-hmm. on top yeah. of Lamelo and, and I mean, there are just so many or so few teams that you can put them on and go, all right, that makes that team better. Right. Right. And here's the thing. And so it becomes, do you write it out with them or do you try and ship them for what you can knowing you're likely not getting equal value in return. All right. Yeah. But something's sometimes better than nothing. I just see this situation of, at least right now, in this sample size that we have, because the last game he played was was against Memphis back in February 1. Uh, So he's been away for a while. Mm-hmm. And the numbers show it. I mean, at least in that that sample size that we have, the numbers show the team seems to flow better on both ends of the court. Talk about the offensive end. We talked about the defensive end. You know, Pirtle, you know, he's holding it down right now. Offensively, there's DeMar DeRozan. It, it's well you know, published and well documented that 
when Ellamay and Demar play together, one of their games suffers. Somebody suffers. Mm-hmm. But Demar has been playing well. Thirty, what, thirty point back to back nights. You know, another uh, double figure scoring against uh, the Warriors in that first win. Uh, he he he's getting going. So defensively, they're fine without him. Actually, they're maybe better. Offensively, they better. <laughs> they're fine. Yeah, they're fine because this is a team balanced. You can have DeMar being DeMar on the offensive end. You can have Keldon being Keldon. You can have DeJounte, who's been great on the offensive end this year, being DeJounte. All in all, I think this is a situation where if the Spurs end up dealing LaMarcus, they'll be fine without him. Yeah. And it might be addition by subtraction by, you know, shipping off LaMarcus. And in terms of freeing up minutes for uh, and becoming better defensively because of guys like Jakob mm-hmm. and Trey Lyles getting more burn, who knows? Uh, we've seen Devin Vassell's minutes increase. And he's right. he's been fantastic. So you – you look at what LaMarcus does and does well, but the Spurs perform best when they are without LaMarcus because the ball moves better. Mm-hmm. It, seem, it seems to not get stuck. LaMarcus just feels like a square peg in a round hole right now. Yeah, he really does. And you're, you're, you're constantly trying to fit him or make him feel comfortable, but Sometimes it feels like it's at the, at the detriment of the team. A couple things, James. One, uh, this season he's only had one double-figure rebounding night. That was 10 yep. against Oklahoma City back in January 12th. That was it. The closest he got were a couple of nine rebounding outings against yep. Dallas, against Minnesota. But you remember the days, you know, when he came to San Antonio prior to the season? and he, you know, Yeah, he it was, was a double-double. It was a double-double. We're not seeing that double-double guy anymore even if it was a, a little double double like you know your 12 and 12s or your 10 11 there was still a double double you can rely on that from lma you can't do that anymore with him second thing too and that's is, that's part of the problem with lamarcus and his fit is even though that he, he's trying to expand his game to the three-point line and become more functional within the current construction of the spurs he doesn't add any value defensively as a matter of fact he probably takes away a little bit when you consider the other lineups that they tried out there sans lamarcus and he's not bringing anything rebounding wise either so you start to wonder well what what's his value look um i know in today's sports world age is nothing but a number now let me look at tom brady but he's 35 years old um, he plays a position where he's getting beat up since his rookie season until now. And, uh, yeah, you brought up the three-point shot. Uh, you know, maybe too little too late now in his career. Maybe there's something he should have been working on. Maybe when he got to San Antonio. Who knows? But then again, who could ever see, at least at that time, the NBA would be what it is today. So this whole three-point shooting LMA, you know, everybody was on that parade you know jumping on the floats and cheering them on and that's kind of gone there's it's gone he's chucking them he ain't making them so that experiment at least right now the sample size we have isn't really working out Mm -hmm. um who knows maybe the time away and the rehab and just to gather his thoughts again 
you know, we'll we'll get a fresh Lamarcus Aldridge. But my question to you is, is it pretty obvious that he's really into the back end of his career now? I mean, yeah, uh, in terms of just who he was, mm-hmm. and and it's it's a combination of his age, uh, a declining athleticism and just the way the game is moving away from like you, you don't see post-up bigs anymore like mm-hmm. those guys the the face-up guys those guys are being slowly kind of weeded out of the nba for athletic bouncy bigs or bigs that can space the floor mm-hmm. And you need you need one of those two guys. You need somebody that can defend multiple positions and switch on screens, and, and you know not worry about getting called out on a, on a pick to where you get Steph Curry on Lamarcus Aldridge or something like that. Yeah, uh, you look at some of the statistical numbers. I went to uh, cleaning the glass here, and the, the the decline started, or at least his impact, I should say, began in the nineteen. Uh, the 20 just last year um he started to slip off you saw the spurs uh, efficiency with him on the court um begin at a minus five two all right you fast forward to this year it's a um minus 10.7 so their efficiency seems to be uh stunted when he's on the court they're um they just flow better without him and we saw that in yes. the bubble i think we i think everybody saw it um, we see it when he's out. Yeah, we see it when he's out. We, it's, it's glaring. It's it's just so glaring. Now, of course, look what's going to happen. He's going to come back if the Spurs don't deal him, and he's going to have an, the occasional Lamarcus Aldridge game. But I think those days are going to be far and few between um, mm-hmm. at this point in his career and in this era of the NBA. And, and one more time, going back to cleaning the glass here, uh, last season with Lamarcus Aldridge, um, the Spurs had an expected win total of minus 13 (laughs) yeah this year the spurs with lamarcus aldridge have an expected win total of minus 26 so um this i think would you would you rather trade off lamarcus and see lucas sandwich called up and get some run maybe in the in the second or or third unit and just see if something develops there because i mean that first game in austin he looked pretty good that's a great question and what better way to what tease the listeners right now and then uh to answer that question when we get back and that's what we're gonna do and when we get back we're gonna be talking about luka samanich how does he fit in if the spurs decide to go a different route with lma and I'm sorry luka who it's a running joke he calls him the sandwich that's who he calls him uh but yeah we'll definitely talk about the uh, spurs young forward how's that uh james uh when we get back and perhaps he could be an option just an option for james though he wants him to see his uh, jersey retired in the at&t center uh, but yeah, we're definitely going to be discussing that and more when we get back. But before we do that, better line, it's the fastest and easiest way to get all your sports action. Football be- might be over, but the NBA is 
full swing right now. You got college basketball and NHL is here. So Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So basically, James, you pay them, and then they're going to say, hey, you know what, here's half back. I mean, what more do you want? So if you want to go to Bet Online right now, your online sportsbooks experts, and use the promo code Locked On. And before we discuss uh, James's uh, favorite Spurs player, who's playing in Austin right now, Lucas Samanich, uh, this episode <laughs> is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers today. Using only diamonds, responsibly, sustainably sourced from Botswana. 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings and they're available right now exclusively at bluenile.com this exciting collection of truly unique limited edition diamond engagement rings is available right now but only at bluenile.com we're back and uh james let's go on isn't that where the spurs next uh second round draft pick is going to come from they're probably scouting there right now <laughs> I think that I would not be surprised if some Euro website says, oh, so we saw Spurs R.C. Buford out here or, or Brian Wright. <laughs> okay, well, not shocked. Nobody should be surprised if that were to happen. But you asked a question uh, right before this break right now about Samanich and uh, perhaps giving him a chance. I, I think that could be on the table, but I don't. I don't think they will do that. I think you give sure. those minutes to Lyles. You give those minutes to Eubanks. Yes. You give those minutes to uh, Pirtle, obviously. And I, I think they'll be fine. Collectively, they, they, you know, collectively, they do more than what uh, what Aldridge can do right now. Pirtle, although he's limited offensively, he can give you the defense. Mm-hmm. Offensively. And the rebounding. And the rebound. And then there's Lyles, who can definitely give you some points and give you three-point shooting, as we saw mm-hmm. uh, versus the Warriors' home-home um, series set there. I think in the aggregate, with those three guys, they will be fine if they decide to deal LMA. And let's face it, if they do that, I, I don't think Spurs fans will be angry at that. I mean, you hear them on social media. You see them writing. They're, they're chanting, you know, Spurs, get rid of them. But my fear, though, is that uh, one, if they want to deal with deal him in season right now, James, you mentioned it earlier. You're not going to get a whole lot for your buck, that's for sure. And two, I mean, I think it'll be a hard hard sale. I mean, how do you sell a team on trading a guy like LMA at this stage in his career and his production this year? They're not going to want to do a straight up deal, James. Dare I say they may say, fine, we'll take broken down LMA or in incompatible fit on your team spurs and his bloated contract and we want somebody else we want lonnie what if that what if that happens you have to dig down deep to see how you really truly feel feel inside about lonnie because so there's a lot to love about lonnie there's a lot to (laughs) not love about lonnie (laughs) right now (laughs) i mean I'm hoping that they can find a spot for him to where he's just comfortable. Because if you notice, when DeMar was out, like he got into a comfort level mm-hmm. and played extremely well. 
So maybe Lonnie is best served in a Manu role coming off the bench and you sell it to him the same way Pop sold it to Manu. Like, look, we need you. Like, you're going to be vital to this team. It's not who starts the game, it's who finishes. And maybe that's how you sell Lonnie of being the new Manu and look at him and go, look, he's, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. You can do that too. Uh, lots of players have carved out careers like Lou Williams. Yeah. I mean, they might as well just name the six man a year award after him. Jamal Crawford. Like there's people that become six men that are invaluable to teams. And that's just where they're best served is coming off the bench. And that might be Lonnie's role. I don't know, but it might be worth a shot to at least explore it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you let Luca and Trey continue to season in Austin. I mean, they had a hell of a first game against the Memphis Hustle. I want to say Luca had 22, 20 points and 17 boards which is phenomenal for Sandwich. And and Trey Jones, the second-round pick from this year, 18 points and 16 assists. Yeah. I think you let them continue to get their run down in the bubble for as long as possible. And you're right. You give those minutes to Eubanks and Trey Lyles and Jakob Pertl and, you know, just try to do what you can. The one thing you may have to do with a guy like – Aldridge's contract when you trade him away is you might end up taking one back in return. Yeah. And, and here's the thing too, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you talk and, you know, making the case of you know, talking about LMA and I'm thinking, okay, well, there's gotta be something positive that I could think of. And you, you don't even Great have guy. space. You, yeah. You, well, there's that, but you don't even have spacing anymore. You, you know, you, there's, I don't know if I could, does, has he really shot the mid range this year that well? I mean, I mean, I mean decent. Decent, right? But, but it's not LMA standards as we were, were using. Here's, automatic here's a thought just popping into my head. Daryl Morey loves collecting stars, mm-hmm. right? They've shown with Ben Simmons that they're not afraid to skew conventional wisdom and, you know, not need a three-point shooter, but LaMarcus showing that he he's working on expanding that game. Maybe they think that, you know, you pair him, allow Simmons to attack the paint. You, you kind of work LaMarcus from the mid-range and out. Possibly a fit. Yeah. I'm trying to talk myself into it. <laughs> well, um, at the end of the day... My, I don't know, it's not like I, you know, I'm talking with Brian right, right before we hit record in this episode, but I, I just think, I think they ride out the season with, with the LMA. I just, at the end of the day, I just don't. It feels think, like it. Yeah. I, I, at the end of the day, A, could be a situation where they just can't find a trade partner or B, they just say, well, you know, hey, well, here's a positive. He's an expiring contract. There you go. Exactly. He's an expiring contract. So we'll roll with that. But that may be the most lucrative thing about him and trade talks is it's an expiring contract mm-hmm. yeah and you, you know and if, if teams see that i mean that, that definitely is enticing especially for those teams that are looking to create cap space i mean houston uh, your team 
they're they're better now, right? They're not great anymore under the cap, right? Yeah, they 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 got under the cap with their moves okay. with Harden and Westbrook, and they are no longer over the cap or facing luxury penalties anymore. Well, there you go. Well, you know, if, if there's not a trade partner, and I just don't think there will be one at the end of the day, the Spurs will have him in uniform. And at the end of the season, I, I'm going to be shocked if he sticks around in San Antonio. I'll be shocked. Same. I just can't see it happening. I just can't. I, I think he'll say, you know what? I did my time here. I fulfilled my contract. The only time I made some waves is when I demanded to get traded and Pop had to walk me off the ledge. But all in all, you know, he's been a pro. He, you know, I, I just think the game is changed. And the game calls for bigs that can do what he cannot do consistently. He can't run mm-hmm. with his team. Uh, you know, the offense slows down. His three-point shot is not consistent, or at least, you know, we're guaranteed to get two or three a game. Uh, you know, and those big nights where he hits from three uh, are far and few between. Uh, and I get it. Look, there's not going to be a, a joker, you know, and Nikola Jokic, you know, who's almost, almost money from the three-point line. But you look at Anthony Davis, you know, Mm-hmm. He's he's that's just the mold of what bigs are nowadays, and that's not it. And, and we'll, we'll, we'll hey, you know he did well for the Spurs coming over. You know I mean he was he would you say he's been the biggest acquisition they had, um, free agent acquisition? as a free agent? Yeah, probably in franchise history. Fran- right? Yeah, in franchise history. Um, yeah, I can't think of anything. I'm even going back to the. It's the Spurs. only Max guy that I know that, yeah. that I can remember that they've signed. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens, and uh, hopefully the Spurs will make the right decision, whether it be writing him out and using that expiring contract, or dealing him. But um, the Spurs, I mean, it's either NBA him or Tracy McGrady. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I think the Spurs made the right decision there. Uh, but we'll see. The NBA does have a trade deadline this year. We'll see if they're active. And yes, you can expect his name to be thrown about and rumors and I'm hearing this and rumblings of this that will likely happen and if that does happen then you know it's not going to happen it's when the spurs are quiet like quiet as a mouse is when your ear should be peaked up and thinking okay spurs are too Mm -hmm. quiet right now what is going on uh but we're done talking we want to hear from you uh what do you think about the rodeo road trip how do you think spurs gonna fare they're gonna do well they're gonna sweep it or you think uh, they're going to come out with something below 500? We need to hear from you. And also, what are your thoughts about LaMarcus Aldridge? We give you our Send thoughts. Send us your best trade destinations. Boom, right there. And the best way to trade proposals. Send them to us. Because, well, okay. Well, good luck if you do that and you make them public because you will get destroyed by the fan base uh, <laughs> if it's not a home run. And that's the thing. Spurs fan is they want to do NBA 2K League kind of trades. You know, they want to go, well, we'll give you LaMarcus Aldridge and we get back. Anthony Davis. Yeah, make it happen, Lakers. But that ain't going to happen. Uh, James, tell everybody about the Saturday morning hangover, the Blitz, and how can they send you their uh, LaMarcus Aldridge trade proposals? Well, producing the Blitz weekdays, 4 to 7. Jason Minix and Rob Thompson. Uh, we talk about everything from the Spurs to the Cowboys and everything in between. Same goes for the Saturday morning hangover with myself and Jack Thompson, where I take more of an active role as the host. And 
of course, you can send me your trade proposals at I am Pledger on Twitter. For me, you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone and subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. And it's not just Locked On Spurs; it's the rest of the Locked On NBA Network. The Locked On, well, just the Locked On Network itself is just growing exponentially. They uh, recently announced the deal with uh, Tegna. Uh, they're now with Radio.com. You're yes. going to be getting a lot of locked on shows uh, now, like right now. I mean, you cannot avoid us. The locked on network is everywhere. So taking over the world, baby. taking over the world, whether it be uh, uh, radio.com, whether it be on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify, you can subscribe to locked on Spurs and the rest of the locked on network as well. And uh, before we put a wrap on this episode of locked on Spurs, look, February is black history month. And the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and success of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than a Game. Don't miss this week's episode featuring Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Eric, Erica Ayala, excuse me, of Locked On Women's Basketball, discussing opportunities and the challenges that come with being black, uh, being a black woman in sports. There's a new episode coming next week, so go ahead and subscribe to Locked On Presents podcast feed on the Radio.com app or wherever you get podcasts. So for James, a pleasure. I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs.